0: hello you guys and welcome to the holiday impact the podcast that reminds you that you have the power to make a difference i'm your host Shante holiday and each week we'll explore the mindset habits and strategies that will help you overcome obstacles seize opportunities and create a positive impact in your life and in your business today joining us is jordan anderson thank you jordan for joining me
1: thank you for having me hello everyone (laughs)
0: <laughs> my pleasure. Um, so I know that you, we originally met with food trailers, right? And stuff there. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you shifted into real estate. But for those who do not know you, could you introduce yourself and how you help your community right now?
1: Uh, yes. My name is Jordan. I'm 25 years old. I'm a father of three. Um, I currently serve real estate in uh, Central and Southwest Virginia. I'm based out of Lynchburg, Virginia. And I also do own the food trailer as well
0: awesome okay well i am going to start off with the real estate questions i think mm-hmm. um for you and stuff there cuz i know that is what you do the most right now is that right
1: correct correct
0: cool cool so what made you want to go into real estate
1: uh so i was actually working on my food trailer the first year i got it um I was making good money in uh, a couple months into it. I, I realized that uh, because I read Rich Dad, Poor Dad, so I didn't want to be on that spectrum of employee and self-employed. So I was trying to figure out how I could use the money that I was making to make me more money. And so um, I really don't know exactly what led me into real estate, but I was on YouTube and I was just doing a lot of researching and um, I came across a uh, wholesaling. And so I I fell in love with that idea of real estate in general based off the YouTube that I was watching. So I tried to start wholesaling myself and I just couldn't find enough time because I, uh, as an owner operator, you know, I'm spending eight to 12 hours a day on my food trailer every single day of the week. So I just really didn't have time to go and see these properties and meet with property owners and and make them deals and then go out here. I have to find uh, a list of buyers. So um, I put that on the back burner. And I thought about getting my real estate license. And so I just enrolled in the classes. Um, Like I said, I was making good money. So I just went ahead and took 700 bucks and enrolled in the classes here. And I tried to do it online. And um, I saw very quickly that it was just too much with me having two kids at that point. And so I um, took the in-person class last February and I got licensed last July. Oh,
0: well, congratulations. I'm proud of you. Got it. So what type of real estate transactions do you specialize in and how do you differentiate your services from others in the industry?
1: So the company I was with, um, they were buyer heavy. So um, I got my when I got my license, we originally focused on uh buyers, but I was always told listings is the name of the game. Um and with now the current market shift, I've shifted my business completely to from focusing on buyers to focusing on sellers. Um, just due to, like I said, the market conditions, um, there's very low inventory, but there's a lot of buyers, especially now with the interest rates um, starting to come back down. Uh, we saw a peak of about eight to nine percent uh, last like September, October area. And so that really just pushed a lot of people away from the market. And now that um uh, we're seeing around 55 to 6.5%. Now, a lot of people are back interested. You know, with the springtime, everyone wants to move when it's a little bit warmer weather, nicer outside. So we're seeing a lot of buyers. It's just not enough properties on the market. So now I've switched my focus. Um, after I switched my brokerage, I switched my focus to um, sellers. And so now that's my focus uh, for my business. And it's, it's been doing pretty well. I've, I've been focusing on for sale by owners and expired listings.
0: Gotcha, so what would you say to someone that is um wants to get their dream home and stuff there, but just really scared of the unknown of the process they they feel like there might not be any hope right now with everything being so weird in the market
1: um I would say um uh, ignore what you're seeing on the internet um ignore the masses media' is, is taught to scare us and and that will keep people a lot of people from taking risk and, and making moves at all. So just ignore what you see from the media and get with someone who can really help you understand the process and that you can trust. Because me as an agent, I'm never going to tell someone to buy a home if I really don't believe that they can afford it or if they I really don't think they're ready to buy a home at their what they're going through in life currently. I will recommend what I think is best for you and whether that ends up me getting a paycheck or not, Doesn't matter. I just want the best for people. So I would say just reach out to someone in your market that knows what's going on and that can really see what's best for you and will have your best interest at heart because at the end of the day, that's our job.
0: Gotcha. No, I absolutely love that. And I know that you said you have two girls, right? I have three. Three girls. There we go. You have three beautiful girls. And so, how do you juggle being a dad and a real estate agent and stuff there and a food trailer owner? It's a lot. So, yeah let that's, me
1: that's the hardest part for me um luckily I have a, an amazing girlfriend and she made the decision we made the decision together while she was in school that um, she would switch her major to business and she would also be a stay-at-home mother and um, take online classes and so um, we've been doing that for the last two years uh, she actually just finished in December and she'll be walking in May uh, mm-hmm. with her associate's degree in business and
0: congratulations so- to her. Oh yeah. yeah. Both of you. That's amazing.
1: (laughs) Yeah. And um, but that's really the been the reason why I've been able to juggle everything. Like I said, it's not easy at all. Um, I'm always stuck between do I work more so my kids have have everything they need and want when they're older, or do I spend more time with them while they're young and time that I won't get back. And so I try I try to do as much of both as possible because I understand that they're going to want a lot. Uh, we have a hard time telling them no now and they're four, two, and one. So um, for me, I look at it as I'd rather miss out on a little time now and get to where I want to be in life um, because I, at the end of the day, I made the decision to have kids young. And so when you're young, you have kids before you're, you're financially stable or before you feel like you're ready, you have to take a loss at some angle, regardless of how you feel. You have to take that loss on, on your plate at some, uh, at some angle, like I said. So it's, it's really balancing between, Hey, my kids need me at home. Hey, I need to make sure it's money money to, to feed them. So we have a home to go to. And so, like I said, that's just, important. yeah. And so <laughs> me, like I said, just having a, a great support system, uh, both parents on both sides for me and my girlfriend, um, they help out as much as they possibly can. But the biggest thing is that's helped me get to where I'm at today is my girlfriend making the decision to, I'm not going to say not chase her dreams, but to put what she wanted to do on the back burner to understand it and to allow me to lead and get us to where I feel like we'll be in the next few years in life. So that's how I I've been able that.
0: to I love that. And so you actually take your babies with you though, to open houses and closing sometimes, right? And you have to. Oh yeah.
1: So, um, I mean, I literally just did a showing maybe two weeks ago where, uh, she had to work, uh, because she does have like a little small, small part-time job, but, um, she just started that when she finished school. She wanted to get through school first. So now that she has a part-time job, um, they'll go with me if I have a showing. But that that's building a relationship with my clients so they don't look at it as weird or disrespectful. Because, you know, some people are just stuck up and they're like, why do you have kids with you? But I built enough rapport with my clients that they most likely want to meet my kids. Right. I, I speak about my kids all the time, like there's no one that knows me and doesn't know that I have kids and doesn't know that I have a family. So um, I take them, like I said, to showings, wherever I have to take them with me. And I've never had a client speak negatively about me doing so, so.
0: I love that. Okay, cool. Goodness. So, and for like the types of like, what type of resources or tools do you provide to your clients to help them buy or sell their properties?
1: Um, Like I said, just me staying knowledgeable. So I learn, I watch our market every single day. Uh, The first thing I do every morning is check new listings, uh, check expired listings, see what was coming on the market, see what's not selling on the market, and just leveraging my time as best as I can to know what's going on with the market so that I can help my client best.
0: Mm, I gotcha. No, that's amazing. And stuff there for it. Cause I mean, the more knowledge you can give, the better you can help serve. Right.
1: It's all about value and in, in the business that I'm in. Uh, people don't make a decision based off just when, when it comes to choosing a real estate agent, most people just go on the internet, go to Zillow, type in their information like, Hey, that agent, uh, a lot of people don't do their research. And that's why a lot of people, that's why we have a bad name for ourselves because they don't take the time to go out and find an agent that's really going to have their best interest at heart they'll go out and find one of these top producing agents who really don't care about each individual that they're working with they they really can't because they're doing 60 to 100 deals a year they can't sit there and focus on one person that's only one paycheck when they're going to get 50 to 60 more so like i said it's just about finding that balance between having an agent that knows what they're doing and that they can, that you can trust. And then an agent that is actually doing work in the business and not someone that maybe has zero deals and doesn't know what they're doing. Like it's it's just finding that balance between finding someone that may be doing enough in the business to say, Hey, I can trust you. I can believe in you. I think you'll have our best interests at heart. And I think that's what it really comes down to.
0: Gotcha. And then, so like, what type? Because I know, like, in um, uh, because you already know and stuff, they have a credit repair business, right? And i the only reason why I even started doing credit was to help my food trailer clients in the beginning, but then right. they also started letting me know that hey, like, I don't want only the trailer, the trailer is a legacy purchase to buy my way to freedom, basically, right? But they right. also want the white picket fence in their homes, and so that's when we made our home buyers program so that way we can actually help mold someone into, like, the perfect, uh, as qualified as possible to get into that house and then pass the baton to, like, um, real estate agents like yourself. That way, we know that, like, they're actually cared for and not just another number. All right. And, and like I, I said, feel like that makes a important huge part, because difference.
1: A lot of people in the business are just chasing paychecks, and they they really don't have high, high morals or ethics, and they don't care. And, um, and it's sad that it's like that, but I've had my experience with, with agents, and I see exactly why we get a bad name as realtors, as people that people don't trust. And it's very easy to see why.
0: Right, right. But I'm glad you're one of the people that a person can honestly go to and trust with, you know, their family's hard-earned money and time, because I know all the people that I've spoken to that's really, really interested in getting into their dream home and stuff there. They're vulnerable, right? And so- I think it's really cool that you take it seriously and, you know, you're not like a predator in the industry. Um, So I think that's awesome. I did want to ask you what types of marketing and promotional strategies have you found to be most effective in reaching potential clients and building your brand?
1: Uh, So for me, it's been TikTok. So I've, I've started posting on TikTok. I started back on January 16th. And from then until now, I've gained about 750 followers um gotten two leads from my my tiktok videos i've had one buyer uh reach out to me directly that was already pre-approved and then i got sent a agent to agent referral from an agent down in georgia so that's been my 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 focus um honestly i probably should have been posting a lot earlier but i really didn't understand how strong and how powerful the tiktok al- algorithm is and so it's it's gotten me to completely shift from focusing on my other social media's like Facebook and Instagram to where now I'm mainly posting on on TikTok every day and I'll take videos from there and I'll post them on my other sites but TikTok has really been my my go-to social media um I met met up with a real estate coach um who who does social media promotion and I'm getting into YouTube videos and I'm going to be starting posting those this this week um he's taken multiple real estate agents from maybe closing zero deals to doing 65 80 deals a year and um it's just based from their youtube page so um i'm going to be starting that this week as well
0: do it i'm excited make sure to share that info with me because i'm rooting for you that's amazing i could see you closing 80 deals a year
1: I can, too. And see, for me, I don't mind cold calling. And that's something that a lot of people in the business, they hate doing. But I understand as a new agent that you have to be able to generate some type of business. You have to be talking to new people every single day. And so um, I cold call every day for about two hours. three hours. And um, but like I said, I want to be able to gain most of my clients from social media because I understand how powerful it is. You're not going to get in front of as much people sitting there dialing numbers all day than you would posting a video, a a 30-second to a three-minute video that that you can post online and get thousands and thousands of views.
0: I wholeheartedly agree. I think that's amazing. And TikTok is really awesome and stuff there. Last year, I did an experiment, right, where um, damn near killed myself trying to get as many followers as possible in the shortest amount of time. So I did 10 to 12 TikToks a day for two no how many how many days did I do it like almost two weeks or something like that Mm -hmm. and got um over 5,000 followers See, yep and I was like wait a minute hold on and then I also went and I sat back and I was like okay sometimes you don't have to reinvent the wheel with it it's cool to be creative but I mean I was trying to get my profile seen I wasn't necessarily trying to hit a specific target audience. I was just seeing how fast can you grow in general. I wanted to see how the popular people are using their hashtags, how are they strategizing their captions, things like that. And I am 100% with you. um, And in regards to growing off of social media, I think it's awesome. Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah. So with with TikTok for me, like, I was always I'm always someone that does research when I'm trying to do something. So, I'll, uh, I when I first started posting TikTok, I was trying to figure out, like you said, how to gain the most followers while I also t- stand true to myself and true to my business. Mm-hmm. And it, it's really for me, I found like my most viral videos. They're they're all just trending sounds that I have related to my niche. There you go. There and so you go. that. That's the literally the easiest way that I've seen for me personally to grow my brand and grow on TikTok. Just use trends and relate them to what to my business. And like I said, I've had I've got three or four videos right now that are at thirty thousand plus views.
0: Easy.
1: I'm gaining three to five followers every couple of hours now at this point.
0: I love um, that. Okay. Last, organically.
1: Organically. I, right. I don't pay don't pay for anything. So the last week, I've gained 150 followers because I had another video go viral. Yes. Uh, yeah. So, okay. so for, me, for me now, is my, my goal is if I can get at least one video to go viral each week, I can literally keep doubling up on, on my followers. Exactly. So when I first started, my first video that went viral, I was gaining, like I said, maybe three to five followers a day. Now, the minimum I, I gain every single day is three. And I can gain up to like yesterday, I went to sleep. I woke up this morning, I had 750 followers last night. I now have 800 followers as of this morning.
0: Yeah, I'm proud of you. So for anyone watching and stuff there that has a little bit of analysis paralysis when it comes to social media marketing, all that fun stuff, right? Just including TikTok and stuff. What would your advice be to get over that obstacle?
1: Just thinking about delayed gratification and thinking about- (laughs) Uh, the people that are in your doing what you're doing and doing much better than where you are, like the top real estate agents on TikTok, I went straight to their page. Mm. And I, I'm like, what type of content are you producing? What hashtags are you using? What sounds are you using? And that's how I was able to grow my following from zero to 800 in, in three months. I like I, I, Some of the videos that I had go viral. I just copied someone else.
0: Exactly. Like, okay, so you're not reinventing the wheel. You're looking at exactly. who's doing amazing and you're following what works. Exactly.
1: Now that I have a following and now that I'm able to get some type of traction, now I just use trending sounds and, and trending uh, hashtags. And then I just take those sounds and make them relatable to what I'm doing. And so that, that's literally anyone can do that. And literally. that's that's the thing. Like, you just got to get over that fear of right. uh, being on camera. People are going to talk about you regardless They're not going to pay you any money, whether you're not posting videos or whether you are posting videos. They aren't going to pay your bills, whether you're posting videos, whether you aren't posting videos. So stop thinking with the mindset of obscurity and stop being afraid of what the people in your local town will say because my following, half of my following, over 80% of my following is not anyone from my local town. Them
0: strangers are going to pay
1: you. Exactly. I have over 50% of my Following our other real estate agents or or mortgage lenders, so. And they're like I said, they'll be more inclined to send me business than someone here that I know that I've known my entire life. So it's just just getting out of that mindset of being fearful of what other people would think of you. I don't care about other people's opinion of me because, like I said, at the end of the day, they're not going to take care of me. They're not going to take care of my girls. They're not going to take care of my girlfriend. They're not going to help me in any way get to where I want to be in life. So I don't care about someone's opinion of a video that I post online.
0: I love that and speak on it, right? So this is, um, what is it there? I wanted to ask you and stuff, right? For those that are watching and have already gone through or in the middle of going through their testimony, right? Right now they're in the middle of the test, the hardest Mm -hmm. part, right? And Mm -hmm. stuff there. What have you had to overcome that has been your biggest testimony from then to now for you? Because I just, I've been following you on Facebook for what seems like forever. And Mm -hmm. it's like, you have grown so much, right? Right but for someone just watching they think you just woke up like this. Right. Right, and stuff there. So what has been your biggest testimony that you are the most proud of that you overcame so far? Um
1: 2018 I went to jail. So uh I w- I was locked up for 2 months. I was sentenced to 2 years. They suspended 10 months on each year and then because my charges were misdemeanors, I did half time. And so when I went to jail, um I, fixed my, I was able to fix my relationship with my dad. So I actually got locked up with someone that knew my dad personally. Mm. At that point, me and my dad, we, we had a rough relationship. Like um, At that point, I just really never felt heard from my dad. I never felt listened to. Um, and it was just about things that happened to me in my childhood that he just wasn't there for, he didn't know about. And so I finally got the chance um, to talk to him and just me speak from my heart and him actually just shut up and listen. And once I was able to do that, he learned so much about me. And he was finally un- under- able to understand why I didn't just listen to him, why I didn't um talk to him, why I didn't come to him, why I didn't seek my family. Like my brother, my younger brother, who is my only full-blood brother, he would go to um family events, cookouts, things like that. And I would never go, I would never go around, I would rarely ever call my dad. And so, because I just felt like the black sheep. And once I was able to tell him some of the things that I went through and tell him about some of my experiences and stuff
0: right. He
1: re- that really like fixed our relationship because he hated the fact that I was in jail like I didn't even tell him about my charges until the day before I went to trial really yeah because at that, at that point I was selling weed so I was making enough money to do whatever I wanted to do and right. so I, I never had to rely on either of my parents once I started doing what I was doing so once I got into trouble I'm like Well, I'm not going to go seek him now. I'm not going to go let either one of them. I mean, for one, I didn't want to be seen as a disappointment. Two, that I had never asked for anything up to that point. And once I I graduated high school, I hadn't asked for anything. So I looked at it as, well, I got myself into trouble. So I'm not going to go run into my parents to get me out of trouble. I'll just face the music. And that's what I ended up doing. So I told him the day before I went to trial. Mm -hmm. And um, he asked me, did I have a lawyer? Uh, What I was looking at? if I was going to take a plea deal at that time, I didn't have a plea deal on the table. And I told him what time I was facing and well, I did have a plea deal, but it was offering me two felonies. And this is someone I have, I have a clean record. I've never been in trouble before. Right. First time. And so they offered me like a felony and and a year in, in jail. And I told my dad, I'm like, dad, I'm not, I'm not taking that, that plea deal. I'm a first time offender. If anything, they're going to have to offer me something with no felonies because I don't want any felonies on my record. And they end up doing that when I went into trial, 10 minutes before my trial was supposed to start, they bought me a plea deal that would um, end up allowing me to get my charges expunged because of the new e-log now. Um, my lawyer, he's a delegate now, and he knew that the e laws were going to be changing. So he's like, hey, I got you this sweet plea deal. Probably the best deal we're going to get you. You will have to do some time, but you'll be able to get your record expunged in a couple of years when, when the e law change. So I said, okay, I'll go ahead and do that. Uh, but being in jail, that's what really, like, and, and the way I got in jail, someone snitched on me. So I'm like, this is just not it. Like I can play all the cards right, I can avoid the police, and someone can easily just go to them and say, Hey, this is where I got this from. And right. boom, you're in jail. So I'm like, this is just not worth it. Um at that time I had my oldest and then I had one on the way when I and we had just found out um that I had the second on the way a week before I was supposed to turn myself in. So
0: the timing, man.
1: Yeah. So it was man. it was just it was just a lot going on. And so while I was in jail, I'm just like, this is not it for me. Like I'm around people in jail that are literally saying they can't wait to get out of jail to do the exact same thing. And I'm like, bro, dude, like, are you not listening to the cycle? You not realize you just want to be right back in. And they already are back in jail. Those exact people that I had those conversations with, they're in jail right now. They literally got out maybe a year ago. And some of these people were doing four or five years. It's the mindset. It's the mindset. And so... I knew I was different when I'm sitting there listening to them. And I'm like, no, I'm not saying I want to get out and do the same thing. Now, at that point, I felt like I had to because that's all I knew. I knew no one was going to hire me straight out of jail. And so when I came home, I struggled. But then COVID hit. So it got even worse. And so that that's what really like, okay, I got to figure out what I want to do with my life. And one of my good buddies, he started an options trading group. And I had always been curious as to how he made money because he was always making big lump sums of money, but he was only like 18. And I'm a couple of years older than him. I'm like, I'm doing all this work. I got to avoid the police. I got to carry a gun. I got to do all this. And he's just posting $5,000. And his is legal. His, his is like, he, he do not right Exactly. So I'm like, I started hitting h- him up. I'm like, bro, how did you do that? And he was the first person I knew that was wholesaling. He was wholesaling at 18, 19 years old, straight out of high school. And then, he, like I said, during COVID, he started his trading options group, and I joined that and taught myself how to trade options. So that was really, like, the kickstart to me seeing that I could do whatever I wanted to in life. I just had to put in the work behind it. And so that's when I got the idea for the food truck. Like, at first, I wanted to open a restaurant. My dad's like, hell no. My dad's a caterer. He's like, hell no. He knew. He knew. Yeah, he knew. He's like, you be out of business in six months. So I'm like, all right, well, I want my own food business. He's like, we're looking to food trailers. So that's when I, um, that's when I ran into Joe the cart guy. I I found someone online. I'm like, all right, I gotta find a company that'll finance. And so I did, and that's how I got to where I'm at today. Just stand, stand true. I'm so happy we
0: met through food trailers because
1: you already knew I'm a foodie. Right.
0: I was like, he about to kill it. And then next thing you know, and stuff there, you're doing food challenges. You're winning local awards and stuff. Right. Every time I scrolled down, I would see your delicious food bowls and stuff there. And so I'm glad. I am really happy that you have a part-time and stuff there because it's so inspiring. Right. And stuff there.
1: People reach out to me like I didn't even think that they were, they were paying attention. And that's another thing about posting on social media. Even though you're not getting engagement, even though you're not getting likes, you're not getting shares. I have people that I can, I can walk around the city and out in public and they're like, hey, you're that that food truck guy. Or, hey, I see I see you posting your real estate videos on TikTok. And they may not even follow you. But the fact that they see it and they know who you are, that's, that's the biggest thing about it. it. It doesn't always matter about how many likes and shares that you get. As long as people are able to see it people will know who exactly who you are
0: exactly exactly except there because i was like i know you from your food bowls now like that's what i think of and now that i know you do real estate i know you for your food bowls and that you can help sell me a house like i just you know what i mean so it's not that one cancels out another it just
1: Your resume, like what else does he do? And that's that's what uh, I think a lot of people are are fearful about posting. They're like, Well, I'm not getting with like 10 likes, I'm not getting with like one or two shares. What, why does that matter if you continually post? People aren't able to get that out of their head. People have their phones in their hand 90% of the day, they're doing something on their phones for 90% of the day. If you go look at your screen time, a lot of people in a week span have over. 12 hours of, of, of screen time, Where that means that they're literally just locked in on their screen. So you have to figure out a way to get in front of people. And the new wave of doing that is through social media.
0: Literally. And the stuff there, and you can start off. I remember this time, 20 maybe 15 16 i would get five likes and no one could tell me i wasn't fiance i wasn't going viral i'd be like oh snap i hope paparazzi and can get me outside and
1: before now I, I, kept, I was the exact same way you,
0: yeah I, and now I, it's I, there because i knew it was going to grow it doesn't come that, out there.
1: and that's why i hate people who say well i don't hate people but i hate the saying people only follow people who are popular or things like that. Like I, I, I wasn't the most popular person in high school. Yes, a lot of people knew who I was, but I, I wasn't one of these D1 athletes. I didn't play football, basketball. I, I played sports, but like I said, I wasn't the most popular kid in school, so I, I don't like the saying that uh, people only follow and support popularity. I had to get to where I'm at now, to, and I had to put people on notice. My business had to grow, and I had to show people that I could make it in this market and make it doing what I'm doing. I This just didn't happen overnight. I didn't just get a big following
0: overnight. It doesn't happen that way. Right, right. And so, and then nothing comes overnight, right? And so there are all that blood, sweat and tears in the background is what people don't see. And then they end up saying like, you know, that person's lucky that luck right. you know, had a really big fee to it. Like, right. Like it cost a lot right up there so I mean you know and even with the wholesale real estate you were saying in the beginning I know from a fact firsthand that it is it takes so many phone calls it's yeah. so much so much exactly. consistency and tenacity and stuff there you'll be like at your like wit's end right
1: exactly and, and like,
0: like I said so, 12 hours I couldn't do that and you have babies right and stuff there you have people depending on you so mm-hmm. I understand why you were like okay let's reroute Let's reroute because you have to make sure that the lights stay on and that you can feed all these people that are on your shoulders. So I get it for sure. Um, And then the last thing is, what is your favorite success story so far from your real estate clients?
1: Okay, so actually, I'm about to list a property right now and uh, (laughs) hopefully it'll be listed by the end of the week. Um, I'm working with them to get some repairs done to their house, which actually got taken care of last night, yesterday and last night. So I'm going up there today just to make sure everything's uh, everything looks well. But um, I've been talking to them since November. They literally just bought the house in October, and they were just completely unhappy with the house. Like, uh, at first they loved it, but then a couple of weeks after they moved in, they started doing new construction literally 20 feet away from their house building a brand new house uh college students now have moved in the house to the left of them and so they always have people over always being loud and so when i got in contact with them they just said they're they're we're just really unhappy and it's been problem at the problem that i've been able to solve for them like they needed someone to do the repairs to the house i had someone go over there give them a quote they took care of it all yesterday in one day um okay. then when to cut the grass um they aren't they don't want to pay someone what he was charging. Cause he, it was a, a lot because it's not a lot that needs to be cut. It's just, because you know, with new bills that grass doesn't grow immediately. So they don't no, have, no, I
0: understand. And then right now everything is inflation costs too.
1: Exactly. So they don't have a full yard, but the guy was going to charge them. Like, I think it was like 150 bucks. And literally it's going to take, I'm going to go out there and do it myself for free because it's literally just me taking a weed eater and, and just trimming down a little bit of grass on the side of their house. Like that's literally, that's, that's it. Right. And so, um, it's just me being able to do all of these things. I know that when it comes time to leave me a review, they'll leave me an awesome review because I've been, i I've there been their problems. I've been their problem solver. There you go. I was about to take words right out of my mouth.
0: Absolutely.
1: That's what we're taught to do. Like, I don't run from problems. I seek them Absolutely. because in this business, that's the only way you'll be able to get to the closing table. Most of the time, people aren't throwing objections at you. They're just telling you that they have an issue and most of the time they're not going to come up front and say, hey, this is what's wrong. Like You have to dig and pry and a lot of people won't. And that's why a lot of people won't be able to get to the closing table with some of their clients just because they don't do enough fact finding. They don't do enough objection handling. They don't train themselves enough to understand that, hey, that's not. A reason that they're really not going to make a move right now. That's just something that they're fearful of. Like you said, right. people, when it comes to buying or selling a house, that's not something that can be taken lightly. That's a very big move. Right. And so you have to understand that when you're working with clients, like they're always going to have something. It's always going to be something. I, I've yet to run into a client that was just, Hey, let's go ready to list or Hey, I'm I'm ready to go buy me a house right now. I want that one right there. Let's move. Like it doesn't work that way.
0: Exactly, and stuff there. But I'm glad that you're willing to hold a person's hand and stick to stick with them when things get tough, um, because oh, yeah. that is not easy to come by. And character traits with anyone, let alone real estate agents, right? So I appreciate you for all that you do to serve your community and stuff there too. I would love to have you on again too to discuss more about your food alone because. You already know I could talk to you in just an hour about your food. Um, So I'm not going to do that to you. I actually want this particular segment to literally just show and depict and stuff there how awesome you are in the real estate market. And then we did actually talk a little bit about the food trailers earlier, too. So I think we hit a home run. And I really, really appreciate you making the time for me today because I know your time is valuable.
1: I really appreciate you having me.
0: Thank you. But yeah, no, I cannot wait to have you back on the podcast next time and stuff there. Before we end up closing this particular segment, is there anything that you would like to share with us on how we can reach you and stuff there? What to expect from you next? All the fun stuff.
1: Uh, yes. Yeah, so I can be found on Facebook, Instagram or TikTok. Um, Jordan Anderson Realtor. Um, you should be able to put that in your search bar and you'll be able to find me. And I just want to tell people, just just continue to chase your dreams. Um, there'll be a lot of naysayers. There'll be a lot of people that won't believe in you. They won't believe in your ideas. They will even speak negatively about your ideas. Um, when you have those people and you know who they are, keep your, uh, uh, keep your ideas from them because it will do a lot of negative towards you and your your mindset when you have this plan that you're so happy about, that, you, that you're that you dreaming about, and you go tell someone, and the first thing they say is, well, why are you doing that? Or, I don't think you should do that. Chase your dreams, live your life, because at the end of the day, you're the only one that's going to be able to live your life. You only get one life, and listening to other people would do nothing but force their insecurities onto you. Chase your dreams and just don't give up. Do what you want to do in this life, and, don't, and do it un- unapologetically.
0: Absolutely. No, truer words have never been spoken because you are absolutely right, right? Like keep the negative energy away and oh, yeah. stuff there. It could make a huge difference and stuff there on your success story. Exactly. So um and you are a testament to that, right? I'm sure exactly. there's a lot of people you had to stop talking to.
1: Oh yes. It's been it's been my fair share of family and friends that I, hey, that's that's how you want to be. I understand it, but that just means I can't share my dreams with you.
0: Absolutely. And you can still love people from afar. Um, sometimes, yeah, it sometimes
1: it's not meant to be up close. That's all. As motivation. And, and yeah. that's what like I'm going to prove everybody wrong. And when I do, I will do it unapologetically with a smile on my face. Like I told you so.
0: I love that. I love that. And so you guys, just so you know, I don't want to forget to tell you the stuff there. We do um, consider Jordan one of our superstar realtors and stuff there, a part of our home buyers program. Whereas if you do want to start with your credit repair journey and stuff there, and then have him be your exclusive realtor here in Virginia, all you have to do is contact him and let him know. And I'm sure he's more than willing to have a conversation with you. Oh, yeah. Yeah, there's stuff there for it. You have the patience of, like, you have... What are the ages of your girls?
1: Four, two... and Well, four, three, and one. One will be five next month.
0: Patience. I'm so sure. patience to <laughs> here. you. have up to, here. I oh, have yeah. a four-year-old. <laughs> it's <laughs> up
1: there. And yeah.
0: my, my toddler gave me a run for my money just last night. Oh, so,
1: yeah. My one-year-old is giving us a... giving the whole house a run for their money right now. She's up and walking, running around, starting to talk now, and she's yeah, she's into everything.
0: Well, little girls are little bosses. They're little executives and stuff there for it. Uh, what did I call my son and stuff there? I feel like little boys are more so Vikings. Yeah. So, <laughs> sort of like, yeah. He does parkour yeah. all over the house and yep. stuff there rough love but your queens you're all the queens surrounding you and stuff There, i know they appreciate you and once again i am so proud of you and everything that you're doing make sure to send me all of your social media tags i'll put that in the caption for people to be able to check that out and okay. thank you guys so much for checking out holiday impact um make sure to go and like and follow all of jordan's socials as well as my own and i will talk to you guys next time bye